Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And I say Chris and Sandy, but as you see, Sandy's not here. She's with our little toddler, our 20-month-old today. Um, but it's me, and we're re really excited about who we got coming on. We got Lewis Bryce coming on. You may recognize the name because uh, he's the brother to Lee Bryce, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, but we're definitely excited to hear parts of the story and to see where and to talk about some of his music and the new stuff that's coming out and hearing perform for us later. So, Lewis, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. I've just been uh, running around this morning. I was at the uh, in the studio already. We have a new project. We're kind of working on a new song. Uh, we just released a young, not too far, not too long, about a week ago. We're getting all those numbers in, and uh, I've had I've had a great day. The weather's here. The weather here in Nashville is pretty nice. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think here in Savannah, we're probably, uh, I guess, in the 70s today. Yeah. Maybe I'm, even 80. I don't know. Man, I love Savannah. That's one of my favorite, favorite places. I oh, knew, wow. Years ago, I thought it was a good idea to go try and go swimming in that river. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I got about halfway up the boat and realized, well, I'm not really going forward anymore because this current's a little stronger than I thought it was going to be. So luckily. Yeah, the Savannah River is one. I think they say Savannah's River is like one of the most swift rivers oh, out man. there. I, I I found out firsthand. Luckily, I had my wits about me to come back and grab the whole dock and pull myself back up here, but I was good. So. <laughs> yeah, next year we're planning on making a move to Nashville ourselves. Awesome. Well, you, Nashville is waiting on you. It's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> city. I've been here for quite a few years and just enjoying the fruits of uh, Nashville. So, so uh, as we get started here, <clears throat> we're in a weird year. And I always like to talk about that first, you know, get the elephant out the room, so to speak. Yeah. Um, how has COVID affected you in the with the music business? And what are you doing to maneuver through that? Well, so uh, I, I've done all kinds of things during the course <laughs> in that 2020 year. Uh, uh, 2020 year, I didn't, I didn't play a lot of shows when it comes to like live. I, live. I generally am out like every weekend. Um, yeah, I'm a weekend warrior generally, but uh, this year, not so much. Uh, I've, I've played three full band shows all year, so that's definitely way opposite the norm. Mm -hmm. But one thing I, I, I learned, uh, I learned a lot more about computers this year and different uh -huh. forms of how to uh, play music for my fans. So, because I haven't stopped playing, um, <clears throat> I started that at the very beginning of this. I started doing like a little happy hour jam every Monday. Oh, wow. And that's around four o'clock, and you know, I'll jump on my Facebook live and just do my thing, play for about an hour or so, and and it's cool because I've seen it, you know, grow from the people that have tuned in. You know, they're they're and they're really thankful to you know, have music coming out of them as well. And so, but every year, every week, my my, my crowds be more and more, and I, I saw more more people sharing it. So, um, yeah, the whole I, I played a lot more. I learned a lot about. I've been releasing music all year too. So crazy enough. And one of my musically wise, it's probably one of my best years. Uh, we released issue at the beginning of the year before all this happened, wow. and uh, man, we ended up getting twelve million streams on that song. So wow, yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> you know that's like with this show. Um, we started the show January third of this year, and the goal was a hundred interviews our first year. We thought, you know, if we did that, mm -hmm. there's not too many hosts that can say they've done a hundred interviews their very first year, right? Especially not knowing nothing. Yeah. And uh, and um, starting from scratch and then COVID happens. And I told my wife, Sandy, I'm like, you know, this could be an opportunity in disguise for us because y'all are going to need a place to talk. Yeah. Everything's going to yeah. shut down. 
was like, and we're going to give it to you. So, you know, this is our year to really shine. And we stepped it up. And because of that, we're over 260 interviews now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's fun, it's fun whenever you start projects and all of a sudden you exceed them. And like, this is the year where I think that it might have happened to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, they started goals just kind of being hobbies or whatnot, or just, just not <laughs> thinking it could be something small. And they set a goal and they, they, they've superseded it because they've had time to really focus on these new projects and stuff. And so, uh, for instance, like my girl, uh, she got into painting at the She was in real estate and Martin didn't do very well. And so, uh, she started painting in the, in the month oh, wow. and she started a little thing called going in the studios. Like a first, one paint turned into somebody liking it, turned into somebody wanted to buy it and turned into like every <laughs> four or five different paintings that, you know, she's making the, the decent money. So it's really, it's really interesting. Now she's actually, she's an artist now. So she, <laughs> so it's, it's crazy because when you watch Facebook and what people are doing, it's like you got half of the people out there. They're, they're just, not doing anything. And the other half, they're finding a way to make this their year still. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people are having success at it too. Like I said, again, for me, musically, it's used on 12 million streams. Uh, we have a great wow. year. Uh, independent, in independent world, that's a, that's a big, you know, big that's huge. So, now, um, you know, you're kind of following the foottails of your brother. What is that like? Is because I'm sure you probably get asked this all the time. But do people try to compare y'all? I mean, do people expect you to be him? I mean, I think a lot of times at the beginning, if they don't know me, if they haven't seen me yet beforehand, uh, a lot of times there is a comparison between my brother and I. Which you know, which I'm fine with. Him and I work together all the time. He's like my best friend. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, we, we we get together. We, we work a lot for it actually. And so when it comes to my record and stuff, I, you know, we we go and produce it, and then we bounce all the ideas off of him. He's kind of executive producer, mm -hmm. and and so you know, because his you know his opinion is valued a lot by me, especially in this business, because he's been for so long and had you know very good success. And so it's really cool. We keep that, that connection. But whenever you hear our music, I think yeah, there is that first off comparison to you hear me. <laughs> And then you hear me tell you like, all right, I, I get it. That he has <laughs> you know, not, he's not quite straight down on the country line. He's a little bit left, maybe a little right, but you know, it, it's you know, I got to get away with a few more, you know, I think a little rock and roller stuff. And I love that. Yeah, so we have a little bit of mix of rock and roll, and I, and I can kind of branch a little more. And and, mm -hmm. and my since we're in the independent world, um, you know, we're able to get this done. We're putting out music, actually, kind of put out music whenever I want to, and also okay. what I. So a lot of times, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't work out that way. But I'm very fortunate. I bet sometimes with him, I bet sometimes does he wish he was you where you are because you got you know like you said as an independent, you got so much control. Where yeah. he is, he doesn't have that control anymore. Right, and so and, and and well, he's he's done enough work now. I mean, back in his early career, he didn't have the control. But I think, <laughs> but I think having a lot more success and, and able. Yeah. Put stuff on his own material now, but uh, but yeah, sometimes he probably looks at me like, Man, I wish I could go out there, and play, you know, a thousand because that's I mean, that's right now what's going on. A lot of clubs that you know, the smaller clubs I've played my whole life, um, yeah, there and what he started out on, it's kind of mm -hmm. like it's interesting because they're they're now clubs that where people can go play because they they can. Mm -hmm. Still, you know, people in there to where it's socially distant, safe, and yeah. Um, but still could throw on shows enough to pay some of these younger artists themselves. So. Love that. So 
take a few minutes to tell us a little bit of your backstory. You know, what got you to this point? Because I like to know about the artists, not just the music. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like I said, we grew up. Uh, we grew up in a very musical family. My mom and daddy both sang. Um, it's crazy. Here's funny. <laughs> Her last name Hayes, uh, and so when, before she married my dad, she was in a group. Mm. Her sisters got like four or five sisters. Uh, they were in a group, a little gospel group. They, they went around to sing around <laughs> uh, around the southeast, and they were called the Lewis Sisters. And so <laughs> years ago, the three oldest sisters they were, uh, they went to they came to Nashville, and they mm. actually went to music. And they recorded like a little, you know, a little eight track or little vinyl with like six or seven gospel songs that they actually sang on right here on Music Row in Nashville. And they were called the Lewis Sisters, Lewis Trio. And so <laughs> that's cool. But, but you know, so my mom and my dad, they, they, my, my dad didn't know he could sing until they taught him, you know, he realized that he could. And so they, they taught him, and man, he could sing. He could rattle walls with bass, go complete falsetto just in his foot. And has a great tone to his voice. So, that, yeah, we got to grow up through that. And then church wise, my brother and I, that's where we kind of grew up. Worked at the church camp. Like Lee, Lee kind of had the, the the itch before me, like in, in a more serious way. I feel like uh, I got my first guitar when I was like eleven or twelve. Kind of piddled around, and then you know, uh, uh, Lee moved to Nashville about four or five years before I did. And so I, I was going to school. I wanted to be a chiropractor at some point. I, I liked my uh, sciences and stuff like that. And so that. When I got, I went to Charleston, South Carolina for about four or five years. And oh, wow. I got my associates in science. But then just as I was going to go to chiropractic school, they changed the curriculum. And so <clears> I went from wanting to go, they had to get, they had to go two more years of college just to go to three years. I was like, it's like, well, I got a brother in Nashville. I'm a 23 year old kid. Let's go be a kid just for, for a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> And so I moved. That's where I moved to Nashville. I made my move to Nashville, and um, within two weeks, I was in a band. And, you know, because I ended up working at a place called Twelfth Reporter, then I was in a band up that, and the rest of that's kind of hit. About a month later, I was on a TV show, Can You Duet? And, wow! So it just kind of—I rolled right into it, and I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else now. So. I love that, and that kind of leads us into a perfect what you what you just said, because um, a lot of people they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Lee Bryce and all that. They see the glory, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not to just to get their level, but even a career level. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think it's one of the most important sides to talk about because nobody talks about it. So we do on this show. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele with two Steele girls. And at that time, they were full-time in music. And I remember asking her what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And I think you'll appreciate this um, based on what you just said. But I'll never forget the answer she gave. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of you. If you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, the moment you want it to be a career, everybody kind of owns a piece of your life. Your friends and relatives, they never understand um, because they invite you to weekends, to weddings, to cookouts, to holidays. But when you're at the beginning of your career, you're grinding this thing out. You can't say no to a gig and you definitely can't cancel a gig once you got it because there's people online there. And your friends and relatives a lot of times don't understand that side of it. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. And then there's days where you just could have a bad day, really bad day. But you know what? If you got a gig that night, you got to smile and put that mask on, pun intended, <laughs> and, and play like there's no tomorrow. But then she added, but if your heart 
will not allow you to do anything outside of music. Like you said, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in because yeah. the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. I 100% agree with that. Uh, you know, 100%. So, and that's kind of where I, mean, I was probably, I was probably around 20 years, about three years after I moved here to town is when I really dove in. It's like, all right, I'm going to use it for the rest of my life because mm -hmm. that's whenever I, that's whenever I, I stopped doing other jobs and I just focused on music. And so mm -hmm. at one point I was bartending and, <laughs> and I, and I, you know, you can't, it, when I was trying to go on the road, some, some weekends I couldn't go. I had to turn down gigs because I was bartending. And so I got tired of that real quick. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I didn't yet. Yeah, I feel like I'm drawn to music. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. So I had to quit bartending to give myself, allow myself time to, <clears throat> to go out on the road and really take music seriously. And that's whenever I quit that and I figured out ways of uh, playing. I, I went home and I learned 25 songs, I, 25 cover songs. Oh, wow. And I hadn't really deterred too much since I've, I've written all the rest of my stuff. So, but, uh, mm -hmm. but I went 25 songs enough to cover, you know, two or three hour set. And then I went down to Key West for like weeks at a time. I'd go to play there, just gig after gig after gig. I travel all around the world to play, you know, all over the uh, Midwest, uh, Southeast. Mm -hmm. Played a lot of gigs for not a whole lot of pay, but just enough to pay my bills, you know. And, yeah. and then it got to a point of, uh, yeah, but, I, but I realized, you know, if I really wanted to do this, I, I, I couldn't do anything else. I, if I really want to make a name for this and really build my brand. Uh, so, so that's what I did. I went all in and, and then my brother was kind of like, all right, well, he's working really hard. He wants to make this happen, but he needs to write some too. And he can go to write if he's on the road. <laughs> so we worked out, a, we worked out a little pub deal. So I was able to help sustain my, myself. Oh, wow. So that way I can write. And, and now my whole, my whole career, I'm very fortunate to go pay my bills, writing music and, uh, and singing it. But, and again, I, I just didn't, and she's 100% right. Like if I have any, if I ever had any other angst to do something else, you know, I would probably, I have, I have the freedom to do that. But, you know, for me, it's just like, there's no, there's no other thing to music, you know, for me, I, I've, I've done other stuff growing up. I quit doing other stuff to do this. <laughs> so, um, and, and, you know, I, I try to shape my, my life around and, and I around the people around me as well. You know, the people around me, they, they know that's my, that's my life. And so they, they help. I've got a good support system around. That is awesome. And, you know, we definitely understand where you're coming from because, you know, as a new show this year, it's like, you know, we want to be the Bobby Bones and the Ty Bentleys out there eventually. You know, so we're chasing the same dream that y'all are, but just on a different platform. So, you know, and I think that, to, to be honest, I think that helps us have more empathy for artists because we're where you are too, you know? So we're like all chasing this crazy music dream together, just yeah. on different levels. <laughs> there, there's, I think there's so many different sides of music, you know, in between the radio side, the, the career side, the working side, like just being like, you know, running shows. Like running mm -hmm. uh, but all, you know, even different sides of music business. That's what I love about this is that, you know, for me as an artist, I try to dip my hands in all of it. Like the business side, because uh, I like to know what's going on with my business person. But I love, I love yeah. the production side of the music. I love the writing side of the music. Um, and that, and, and unfortunately, I've set myself up. Where I can, you know, I can do all of that. And that's that's my life. So I can make my own music, get put it out. And then you know, I like the marketing side of it because you think of different ideas of, you know, making videos. I generally all the videos I've, that we've made, I've had the idea for it. At least the script for it, we, we, we've made it come to life. And so that's another, that's marketing side for me, marketing side of the business, just trying to, what, what are the best ways to get the music out there and how it's going to come across? And also, you know, picking the songs, you know, that, that's yeah. for, for picking the, I feel like the songs that are going to, you know, attach to other people and people are going to, you know, kind of build a live in. So. Yeah. 
I love that. Um, now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a couple moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, man, I've had, I've had quite a few of those. <laughs> I really had about that. I've done a lot, a lot of great things. Like you know, so I played stagecoach a couple of years ago, and that was a huge festival. And, you know, you know, for me to be able to get in front of you know twenty thousand people, which I did one time in Maine, the Maine State Pier, I was opening up. And wow, there's me and my acoustic guitar in front of twenty thousand. Wow. Like for me, and, and and some of them knew some of my songs, and I was like, man, it's like. You know, <laughs> For me, that's a wow mode. That, that's all the grinds. A fifteen-hour band ride, you know, to play for two people, you mm -hmm. know, to, for four hours, and then go back home for and and, and you lose money. Uh, yeah. You know, stand on stage, and but also, you know, like this year for for I mean, I, I never thought my name and a million would ever be be together, but like yeah, I've got a couple songs over with a couple million streams on. Wow. For me, uh, it's just a lot of wow. Like if you have twelve million streams, and so it's a. Definitely, I open it, and also you know some of those wild moments is like whenever you, the opportunities you get to play for some of the people. Like, uh, yeah, I played you know, for some of the veterans. You get you get to meet some of these guys throughout this stuff, and like what they do. You get to hear their stories and and how your music you know kind of helps with veterans and and anybody mm -hmm. in that world and, and a different like, music cares and stuff like that. So it's just a a lot of great opportunities to to see what your music can do. And and um, man, and some of the people I've met too, I've just. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, like Gavin McGraw, he's a guy that's around town, and um, you know, I know growing up, I listened to all of his records, like Cherry Red. He's <laughs> one of amazing artists, and yep. you know, it's crazy for me, like to think, yeah, I can say, hey, I can just text him, say, hey, buddy, how are you? And he'll text me back. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, in, in that world. Dream come true, huh? Yeah, it's it's really awesome to have some of those relationships with some of these. I feel like you know, some of my you know, very talented, talented friends, and so um, you know, those wild moments, and, and, and you know. Playing Europe, I never thought I'd go to Europe. Last year, uh, uh, I flew over to Europe and I played two or three shows, and I ended up. I had to, I went back twice. I had because I went back yeah. to, to win an award. I got uh, my song "Blessed" won International mm -hmm. Song of the Year for the British CMAs. Oh and wow! So, you know, so that's another wow moment. Like I won an award, <laughs> you know, International Song of the Year, and you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever, you, whenever you start out music, you don't you don't really think about winning awards and stuff like that, but. Uh, that's a huge deal, you know, for me to go to a whole other country and then to, you know, like my music and everything. So, um, yeah. quite a few wow moments, uh, and, and, and it's been fun. Yeah, you know, it's been fun for me. Like I always said, my music's gonna take me places. So every time I go somewhere and do, I say, "Hey, my music brought me here." <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of music bringing here, you're gonna perform a song for us, aren't you? I sure am. Well, so tell it. Tell us about the song, and then the floor is yours. All right, cool. Well, uh, this next song, this song play is a song I wrote earlier this year. It's my very first Zoom of the whole year, this whole quarantine stuff, because a lot of people are outside writing. Um, but it's a song called Young. Uh, we wrote it with my friend uh, Rose's Sound and uh, Josh Logan. Uh, if you go look it up their music, they're incredible artists as well. And uh, I don't know if my guitar, I think it sounds all right. So. Uh, but yeah, we uh, she came in with this idea of my first Zoom ride. I got all my stuff set up and she came in, she was like, man, I started rattling off ideas about, you know, late night partying sometimes and just stuff you did when you were young. And I was like, and she's kind of rattling. And I was like, man, that just reminds me, it's good to be young sometimes too, kind of a carefree. And my mama always, every time I got on the phone with her, she'd be like, well, Lewis, honey, you must be living the best life. Just to, you know, no responsibilities. It must be good to be young. And so kind of throughout that song, we, 
uh, this is what came about, a little song called Young. And that's what's out right now. We just put it out last Friday. It's on Spotify, and, uh, Amazon, Pandora, iTunes, anywhere you can find music. So uh, y'all check it out. And uh, here's my song called Young. Life was a half cup full of Bud Light. Throw back six packs all night. Mama sick from a friend, kind of smoked with her. Halos never really hung over. Late nights we sneak out, sneak in. Try to hide that liquor in my breathing. No one mom's gonna see right through. When I say I've only had a few. So good in wasting time. We were better at being alive. It's good to be young, live a life a little dumb, like a 921, chasing that quality of the world. we young, like a bug on the run, on a trip around the sun, no worries what we become. Silverado, sure was easy falling up the windows. First love of that summer, he found it all in that old bitch seat. Fire by wishing, barrel pouring rain that never missed us. Rope swaying, backflip, and shanty dipping, whiskey sipping. So good at wasting time. We were better at being alive. It's good to be young, a little loud, a little dumb, like a 
interesting. My favorite food, I love smoking ribs. So I love, I think ribs might have to be my favorite food. I love, I'll, I'll cook ribs for like five or six hours at row. But my favorite, I, it was Burger King for a while, but checkers. If you ever heard of checkers or something like that, I think it's checkers or rallies. But either way, that's my favorite cheeseburger place in the world. Wow. And what's yours? Mine is pizza and cracker barrel for the restaurant. <laughs> Talking my language right there, bro. <laughs> we just had we just had Cracker Barrel the other day too. Oh, I love! I had Cracker Barrel the other day, like the other weekend. Me and my girl go there all the time. I'll, I'll get the little the little biscuits. So good. Sometimes I get I'll get the uh, the chicken fried chicken or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I get I, I hate the name of this, but I always get the Grandpa's Country Fried Steak. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. But I hate the name because I'm like, I, you know. Even though I'm 49, it's funny. Some some people are grandpas at my age, but still, I don't want to feel like that because you know we got an eight year old and a 20 month old. <laughs> yeah, man, it don't matter how you, you can all. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so you know, he's kind of like our third team member, and as you know, it it takes a team to make it work, wow. and I think that the team doesn't always get the love that they deserve out there. Now, I always said on our show, we're going to make sure that the team gets that love. So if you want to take a couple minutes, tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, man, there's so many people that help me, uh, help me. And, 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 you know, what I've built around the team that I was talking about earlier, like, uh, so, I mean, one of my, started my brother, she's a big, and my brother, he's a huge, huge supporter of what I do. Um, <laughs> Manager Enzo, uh, they they like he's a good soundboard for us to bounce stuff off of. But my management group, Australian Entertainment, they're absolutely awesome. Lee Willard, he believes in me one hundred percent. My manager, he's my guy, you know. And so, <laughs> and you know that that that's a big thing when you got your guy to help you run everything. You know, yeah, for him to really believe in what he, you know what you're doing, so he really does. And that's I love how he get the, him and I put our heads together. We get a lot of stuff done. And so, but his whole team over there between Kevin and David Williams. Uh, a lot of great, great, uh, great minds over there helping me, you know, navigate through this here crazy business. And uh, but also my publicist, uh, Scott Atkins, his, his, his yeah, they're awesome. Atkins publicist, the best. I love them. I like the Kelly is fantastic. They work really well with, with us. Um, love them to death, and they they've been they've been a godsend for me. They do they they get they get my music out there, and they're mm -hmm. they're really professional. They're really great. Um, my booking agency, uh, Wee Morris, uh, I've been with them for some years. And so they let me, you know, they'll book my stuff and they'll get me in great, really great opportunities. But at the same time, they, they like working with me. So they, if I need to book my own stuff, they're, they're fine with that as well. So uh, I love my, I love that team. Oh man. Uh, my business, all we need my business management, uh, wider associates, you know, they, they, I've got like a whole bunch of different people, you know, my publicist and, um, man, and you got you got your, your band guys that you had to play with you so much, so many years. And this year I played that much, but you know, anytime I call on them, they're there. That's and, your uh, family there, though. Huh? <laughs> my brothers, man, uh, from John's Greer, uh, Josh Waters, Bill Lester, and, and I've got a few others that, that that's kind of jumped in on times where uh, during this year uh, they weren't able to make it out there. But uh, yeah. uh, man, it's just a, it really is a big family and a big team of what you know the people that support. Uh, what I do because they know you know it's it's a crazy business. There's not really a wrong way to do it. It's just figuring out the best way to do it. You know? <laughs> I yeah. love that because because I hate I you know and I'm sure I, I may be blasted for this, but I get frustrated when I hear people say, "Well, that's not real country," and they always look to like Johnny Cash and people like that. And I always have to say, go read what people said about Johnny Cash. 
Oh yeah, I and mean, Merle Haggard and all of them in their in in their day. Yeah, they're, so, they're, I mean, they were <laughs> either they were considered rock and roll, or they were considered you know around the edge outlaw country, and yeah, so they, they were definitely you know, but you know what they were doing. I think they were bringing some of these real life stories to life yeah. in, a, in a bigger light rather than you know, in such a melancholy and rather than a melancholy way, they wanted to they wanted to make a little you know they want they wanted to be heard. And yeah. so they wanted, they wanted their stories to be heard because their stories, I think, told some truth about real life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and sometimes you know, country music can tell the truth, but I, I think you can get a little grittier and get a little. Some, sometimes you can get into a different, you know, a different world to, you know, whenever you, whenever when you amplify it a little more. So yeah. to me, and I, I, I love I love country music. That's that's kind of where I base my music. That's where I base my music out of. But I also think that country music is very accepting to different sounds, and so that's why. I think that's why there's so much music out there. So many artists trying to do it because now they have the power in their hands. They can go record on a phone or they can record <laughs> on studios now. And so, you know, I think country music is such a, the, the list, the broad audience in the country music right now. Yeah. There's your hard mm-hmm. country, country listeners, but there's also, they, they're going to like other music. To me, if it's good music, I think that's, exactly. you know, that's what that's what and you know, like they always say, like like you were saying the story, you know, three chords and the truth. I mean, that's a country song, you know. That that's what that's what my wife and I love about country music. Whether it sounds poppy, whether it sounds traditional, if it's got that story, that's what matters to me. Yeah. It does. That's what country that's what country musicians are. I think artists are you know, they're storytellers. You know, they're, we're troubadours out there just telling stories, you know, whether it's yeah. art. So I, I, yeah, I tend to think you know the stuff you know I write and I put out there. There's like little three minute segments, uh, you know, segments of my life that people happen to pay attention to a little bit. So that's a, that's another that's a cool thing that I look at. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh man, that's a, that'd be a tough one. Like there's some <laughs> writers out there. Um, oh man, uh, man, I bet if I got in a room like and I. I say this, you know, because you know he's not Johnny Cash because I would love to dig into his mind because I bet he's that would be cool. And you know, and the stuff he did, you know, it, it wasn't you know too it, it wasn't too too deep, but it was it, it was lyrically smart, really brilliant. <laughs> and then you know, then he was able to help build that little that chugging along kind of southern rock country thing that he did. You know? <laughs> but he was a great storyteller, and, and you know, between him or either him or Willie Nelson. Because Willie Nelson to yeah, me, that would be awesome too. Yeah, because Willie Nelson to me, I, yeah, that that's kind of who I shoot to be like. When I hope, I hope I'm 80 years old, 90 years old, still playing. still doing it, right? Still doing it, you know, playing your live shows, still doing. It. So that, that's yeah, between one of those two, I believe. I love that. So um, this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years, yeah. and I always like to tell this story before I t- ask that ar- artist the exact same question, because the answer she gave us five years ago when nobody knew who she was is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, it's amazing to know what she said to what she's living and that five year dream that she had all come to pass the way she said it. So she had this vision and she knew where she was going. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Five years, I want to be touring my butt off, and I want to have, I want to have, about a song or two that's been on the radio and had some success. Because I feel like you know, we kind of we kind of on the edge of getting close to that point of a radio release, and um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to have a, I love to have a, I would have loved to have a big, a big old record label family to be a part of too. So yeah. I, I think it, I, I think 
it'll be a, I think in five years I'll be cruising my, my you know, I'll probably be a couple records in and um, man, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing all right. I think we'll be cruising on the road tour. That, that's my goal. For, if, I, if I'm in a bus and I got my studio on my bus writing while I'm singing and playing, mm-hmm. I'll be as happy as a pig in the muck. I'll set myself up for the rest of my life. I love that. Um, now let's say that five years, 10 years down the road, whatever it is, you're a success on a grand scale. You're mm-hmm. there. You made it. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind him? Oh, I'd remind him, so don't forget about those 15-hour rides to, to Nebraska to play for two people now. Because, uh, you know, and those two people, you played just as hard then as you do now. Don't ever stop playing hard. because, uh, And also don't ever go change it because you, 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 you've gotten to where you are because who you are right now. I love that. Great, great, great answer there. Um, if Let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her singing. They have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Yeah. Um, and let's say that they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows that are still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage and they've got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd and it's crowds roaring for them and they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Lewis, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years? I said, if you really, really, really want to do it, You'll, for one, so you're, you naturally will figure out a way to do it. But yes, I would say, I would say, you know what? If you really want to do it, surround yourself with the people that will help you do it, that will help you get there. Because if you really want to do it, it's going to take help. Um, you're going to need you're going to need a couch to sleep on. Sometimes you're going to need a you're going to need a, need a friend to talk to every once in a while. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, that's what I would think. I would say surround yourself with people that that, that believe in that with you. I definitely love that, you know, because, again, you know, I think sometimes people, they try to get people to believe in them so much. They try to change this and change that. Because I remember the advice I got when we launched our show. I asked a friend of mine from Nashville, what advice would he give us? And I'll never forget his answer because he said, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He said, you could tell every Bobby Bones joke, every Ty Bentley joke. He says, you might even be good at it and create some audience. He says, but the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. Mm-hmm. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. So if you stay authentic from the beginning, the show may grow slower, but you'll grow with the right people. Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, because I, I think people could see People could see when you're authentic. They really can. I think people could see through a fabricated person um, quickly. And for me, like you know, I, I am who I am. I, I don't really. I, I got a tattoo on my arms. Just don't go changing because uh, you know years okay. ago I had a guitar player of mine uh, passed away. But just what he did is a mate. He's from Australia. Said, "Yeah, you daggum, you're rock and roll, mate. Yeah, you're awesome. You've got a killer spirit, mate. You've got the drive, mate. Don't ever go changing." And so. Uh, <laughs> And so I've, I had I, I ended up getting that tattoo, but uh, oh, wow. and I got as a reminder, you know, like that for me is like you know don't don't quit being who you are because people I think are drawn to what you as a person are if they're drawn to me they're drawn to me for reasons for for things that I've done and the way I've been raised and you know my 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 uh, morals that I try and put you know, put across to people yeah. so. And, uh, you know, for me, and, and I'm always been a hard worker and I, I like putting my head down and grinding. And so uh, I figure if I, I keep that, I, I'll be all right. I love that. And great way to end the show here. So if you want to tell people how they can reach out to you. 
Yeah. Well, go check out lewisbrice.com. That's L-E-W-I-S-B-R-I-C-E.com. Uh, that'll take you to all of us on Splash Page. And it'll take you to all my Instagram, at Lewis Bryce, uh, Twitter, Lewis Bryce, etc. Uh, Facebook, uh, Lewis Bryce Music. Uh, let's get out. And make sure it has a blue check mark on there. Make sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I got all that stuff. And then uh, iTunes, Spotify. If you go and type in Lewis Bryce, you'll see all my music on there. Uh, my new single is Out Young. I would love for y'all to go download it, put it on your playlist, add it to your streams, download it, whatever. Because uh, those those uh, analytics, they, uh, they 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 count up, and whenever y'all add it to the playlist, it's noticed. So, so uh, but I appreciate y'all letting me come out here today, and let me let me hang out with you for a little bit. It definitely been our pleasure, and you know we it was a great having you on, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Maybe then my wife can be with us. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. I'll sing y'all another song. <laughs> that'll, that'll be really great. Uh, in fact, she's actually right here. Come yeah, we all say to pop in last second. Last here. second here. She, yes, Caitlin could be good for a few minutes. <laughs> say hi. How's it going? Going <laughs> good. <laughs> See y'all. Hi. 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 <laughs> you having a good day? Y'all having a good day out there? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Savannah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I love. It hasn't been. Has it been going good out there down there in Savannah? Yeah, yeah we, pretty good. We, you know, we were one of the few states that really never locked down. Yeah, well, that's awesome. <laughs> we're still able to get out and, and safely. And do a little. <laughs> you know, we still try to be safe, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you know, we still can control stuff. So you know, it, yeah, and it's it's a balancing act. You know, I it think is. that states that fully close, if they mess everything up. And then if you don't do anything, you mess everything. I think it's a balance there. It is. It's is a crazy balance this year. It's, this year has been a crazy balance. But uh tell you what, we're all making it through. We're almost through it. So yeah. That's so true. <laughs> all right. All right. You have a blessed day. All right. Y'all have a great one. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. All right. Thanks.